What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Today, we're joined by a very special guest. In fact, our first ever guest analyst is back on the podcast. Um, so he's the host of the Behind the Play podcast, which you guys could check out on YouTube. He's also the host of the Weekend Ball podcast on the Raptors Republic channel. He's a uh, he's actually covers the Canada basketball, which will be joining them in the Olympics uh, this summer. But ever since then, we first brought him on. He's added more to his resume. So now he's also a beat writer for the hockey news covering the Ottawa Senators, his hometown team, covering and he covers the Canada men's national team. We're joined by, once again, our good friend, Alex Adams. Hey, hey Alex, uh, how's it going? Great. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, crazy to think that uh, I'm your first guest and uh, you guys have had a uh, a lot of really cool people on the podcast so i'm really happy for you guys and uh i can definitely tell how passionate you guys are about sports and it's awesome to see you guys rising so uh thanks again for having me on yeah no appreciate it yeah first analyst and we're back at it this time we're not going to be talking much sports we'll talk about you so okay. um before anything else goes how are the new gigs going uh, the, you got the canada soccer team and you got ottawa senators yeah, the, the Canada soccer is more kind of uh, just on the side. And obviously, they, they're in cycles. Uh, they don't play every day uh, because uh, Manchester United needs to lose every day instead. But uh, yeah, we'll get about that later. <laughs> yeah. but uh, So, yeah, I'm lucky enough, uh, I started, I went to uh, their terrible loss, the, the men's team, when they lost to Jamaica in the uh, CONCACAF Nations League quarterfinals. And then obviously, uh, you guys alluded to it covering the the Ottawa Senators day in and day out, which has been pretty scary. It's been uh, it's been really fun though. It's a lot of work, um, but it, it's been good. And uh, writing doesn't come as naturally to me as maybe podcasting, so that's been uh, good to to work on and writing little features here and there. That's been cool. Meeting the players, getting to know some of the players. So yeah, it's it's definitely scary. Um, but uh, that's kind of how, how it works at the beginning. But overall, it's been really cool to, to cover a team, although obviously, as you guys would know, and, and if people don't know, uh, they're, not, they're not playing very well. Uh, and it feels as though it's been like this for the past two years where um, they've been underachieving. So overall, uh, would, it's great. Uh, I wish the teams, uh, especially the Senators, would start winning. It makes it a bit more fun to cover them. But all in all, it, it's been pretty incredible. And then shout out to Steve Warren for taking me on at the Hockey News. And yeah. Oh, you're talking to Vancouver fans. We're, I mean, we're in the opposite this year, but we've yeah. been, we know what your feeling is more on the fan side of things. But like, when we listen to local radio shows here and they're just like, damn, why are we still talking about why they can't get the good start? So <laughs> we kind of know what you're kind of going through now when you, you, the expectations are there. But we'll talk about the Sens later. Um, we'll start off. Joven has some quick fire questions for you. How we like to start every podcast, so take it away. Mm -hmm. right, first off, we're gonna start off with favorite sport. Whoa, uh, to play, to watch, or to cover that's that's my all question. three. Just let's just go with that. Give us all three. Um, <laughs> cover, I would say, uh, ooh, it was pretty cool to cover the, the men's national team, I think. Uh, the the basketball team when I was in Jakarta just because uh, I am such a big basketball fan. Before I started covering, I probably watched a little bit more basketball than I did watch hockey, but just slightly. Um, and to see guys like SGA, uh, Jamal Murray, Dylan Brooks uh, felt really surreal. While with um, the Senators, I go to I've been going to twenty games a year for the past four or five years outside of the COVID years. 
So seeing Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, um, obviously it's different seeing them in the locker room, but um, it, it's less surreal because I, I've seen them a bunch of times. Uh, so I, I'd say probably basketball would be a slight nudge, but um, I, I'd say my three favorite sports are basketball, hockey, and tennis. I'm a very, I play a lot of tennis. I play with kids all the time. I love watching it. I've been to the U.S. Open, Aussie Open. Um, I have, I've never tried to cover it, but um, those are probably my three sports. Uh, I don't know if I, I can pick one, but uh, definitely love those three a lot. Um, and uh, so I, my, my cop-out answer is three sports. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll give the same answer. Same too. here. All right, quick, quickly, favorite tennis player growing up? Oh, I, I play like Milos Raonic. Uh, so I always I always love the Canadian players. So um, I've actually I have I've actually seen like Denis Shapovalov, Felix Ojeleasim, uh, and uh, Bianca Andreescu and Leila Fernandez when they were like sixteen because there was a tournament here in Ottawa uh, in Gatineau actually. Um, so it was kind of like the junior leagues, like the AHL or the G League version of tennis uh, called the Challenger Tour event. And so I saw Bianca the year before she won the U.S. Open. I saw Layla the year or two years before she made the U.S. Open finals. I saw Dennis and Felix as like 16, 17-year-olds. So, um, yeah. So, uh, but my favorite player was Milos Raonic because I was unathletic and tall uh, and like playing tennis, and he was as well. So uh, that's how <laughs> that's how we kind of uh, – that's how I bonded and – um, I still remember when he kind of broke through. That's when I really became infatuated with watching tennis. All right, I feel like you answered this already, but like favorite teams, sports teams all around. Yeah, so obviously the Senators grew up here in Ottawa, would go to a bunch of games as a kid. Um, uh, and then the Raptors, kind of as I got older, I played more basketball. I always liked basketball, but um, by once they traded Rudy Gay away and in 2013 and started winning a little bit i became a huge huge fan um and then my dad's family's all from winnipeg so uh that's how i became a jets fan um and so the annual tradition in the adams household is to go to a jets sends game every year um and then for soccer i, I alluded to the manchester united i loved ronaldo as a kid uh, i was a goalie but um so i just loved ronaldo that's when man U was at their peak yeah uh, and I remember like the Champions League final when they won in 08, watching that game and, and being super ecstatic. So I, I have a Ronaldo Man United jersey. I kind of turned on him once he left. <laughs> so uh, I actually became a messy guy, ironically, but that's how I became a United fan. And then when yeah. I was nine, I think, I went to see Fulham uh, uh, at, like at Craven Cottage in, in the UK for Christmas. Uh, so I became a Fulham fan by product of that. Um, not not as religiously as United because, uh, yeah, just different. Um, but that's that's kind of my fandom of, of different sports. I like the Jays as well. Played baseball as a kid. Um, I saw David Price when he, he came to the Jays that year. Um, so I always, lo- always love the Jays, follow that a lot too. So, yeah, just a big sports guy, as you can kind of tell from all the different sports I've been uh, kind of talking about. And, and unfortunately, unlike you guys uh, liking the Colts, I like the Raiders. Uh, and oh. that is uh, 
other than sixty-three points on Thursday, um, not 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 the most fun to, to watch that team always be five and eleven or something like that every year. Uh, I feel like we swap like because the Colts were supposed to be bad, and the Raiders yeah. were supposed to be decent, and then we have a chance to make the playoffs. So we have a big game today, so hopefully we win that one. But yeah, <laughs> we'll share. Our, we'll game? share. Sorry, what's with the Saturday games? Do you know? I think it's been they've been doing this for the last couple of years. Like, uh, like in December, usually the last couple of weeks of the season, they kind of like spread it out a bit like that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not used to football on a Saturday. I think I think it's because college football is done as well. So yeah. they added Saturday games like, I guess, yeah. prime time, three games, right? They're all, all in separate times. So I guess kind of mm-hmm. more prime time-ish, I guess you could say, but like at different times. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. But yeah, we'll share our depression stories for Man United and how the Jays missed on a Tawny later. <laughs> but uh, we'll go with favorite food next. <laughs> favorite food? Yeah, food. Food? Oh, I, I am a weird, I, I am a foodie. Favorite food? Uh, I love Italian food. So uh, a pasta, if like a good chicken Alfredo, chicken parm. I, I, I will always love, love that. Um, yeah, I I, do, I am a foodie, so I think that's my answer. Is I am a foodie, uh, so uh, I always say if I ever get rich, what I'd spend a lot of my money on would be traveling and just going to nice restaurants. Not because they're fancy, but mostly because the food's really good. So that's 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 my answer. Is, is a lot of Italian food and uh, and fancy restaurants because I am a foodie. Do you eat Indian food or do you have you had Indian food or are you a fan of Indian food? Just because you're talking to two Indians here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it's a great question. Uh, I'm not a big spice. I don't like a lot of spice. That's probably uh, very normal uh, for yeah. white people. But uh, I, I, w- I won't lie. And this is like a, a offensive to all Indians, but I loved butter chicken as a kid. We made it a lot in, in our household. Well, so it's not Indian food, but... Um, that's the British just colonizing food. As they <laughs> no, you're not the only one, honestly. Even Indians will say butter chicken. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Even the word vegetarian. Oh, I, I love butter chicken. So I, that's not that's not really Indian food, but um, it's it's white people trying to make Indian food but not doing it as well. So that's <laughs> that, that, that's it. Yeah. All right. So any hobbies outside of sports? Yeah. Um, like uh, I mean, I, I play. A lot of sports but um i would say I'm, I'm very i'm into politics i don't mean running for politics but um so especially american politics so i listen to a lot of podcasts on how everything there is falling apart um and uh i, I i'm kind of interested in just kind of news and stuff so i don't know if that's a, a hobby per se but um i really care about politics and read stuff about it and I vote every year uh, or every time there's an election. So um, I would say that's kind of my side interest. I don't know if it's a hobby, but it's it's definitely an interest. Don't worry, it counts. But next <laughs> one will be, are you a gamer of any sorts? If you like played any video games, which one's your favorite? Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a gamer. I, I As a kid, I'd play a lot of like the NHL like 05 to maybe 09 on the on the PC so I got addicted to that in like spurts I I like a game for like two weeks I play religiously and then I kind of stop um but me and my buddy when the pandemic hit I got an Xbox and we just played 2k all the time for like six months 
uh, as our bonding as just to get kind of social interaction. So I played a lot of 2K. I got really good at 2K. Um, but uh, now that the world is not in a global pandemic, um, I, I don't really game that much. But um, always sports games. I was always terrible at COD. I used to play that a lot when I was like 15. And I was just terrible like you i sound like me man <laughs> yeah I, I there's like what's that like kill ratio what's that called like the katie katie ratio KD yeah, was KD. Like yeah it was like yeah, I yeah. Would just get destroyed i, would, Bro, I think i'm in the negatives if that's even possible <laughs> negative. i'm always negative yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite movie or movie series oh, um as a therapist i love goodwill hunting um so that always kind of strikes a chord with me um, I love Barbie and Oppenheimer for very different reasons, but um, those are like the two movies that I'm, I'm pretty infatuated with Oppenheimer. So um, I've watched, I've rewatched it a couple times. So uh, I would say kind of overall Goodwill Hunting, but of late I really like Oppenheimer and Barbie too, but um, Oppenheimer as well. Um, next one is favorite TV show. Uh, TV show. Um, uh, who? I can go like I love The Wire. I don't know if people, if you know what that is. Um, yeah, old show, uh, really, really good, really interesting. Um, the show I probably can just binge a lot would be Suits. Um, I it's it, it's I know it's bad for me, but I still like it. That's kind of how I, <laughs> I see Suits. But uh, it's a really good show, and every time we go to Toronto, I notice the buildings that they they shot it in. Uh, favorite singer slash rapper 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 Ugh. i used to like a lot of rap when i was in high school but um kind of drake I, I i like old drake i'm a big taylor swift fan but before that was like a cool thing uh in like 2016 so um, i really like taylor swift and i really like coldplay so um i'd say taylor swift and coldplay are like my two um but it's weird to say my I, it's weird to talk about taylor swift now because it uh, feels like I've been on the bandwagon for the last two years when uh, it wasn't the case. So yeah. <laughs> um, cool play. I really like, I've seen them twice in concert was crazy. So um, th those two. Is there any association with Travis Kelsey? Uh, <laughs> any association with Travis Kelsey? Do you just mean like, do I like him or do or I like care Taylor about Swift, Travis Kelsey? <laughs> like what about uh yeah i mean uh they, they actually him and his brother have a good podcast i don't know if you guys have listened yeah, to that. yeah. it's wild because like, good. they're they're good yeah. at making a good show um yeah i'm I, I do like the 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 chiefs and i like travis kelsey so um <laughs> get married and have like the the american like uh royal wedding of sorts yeah um, yeah all right this is gonna be the last one obviously i feel like we know the answer but for you guys at home, this is going to be, um, sorry, if it's not sports or media, what would be your job? Yeah. Um, I, I am a therapist by trade. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in grad school at Ottawa U here in Ottawa. Um, so yeah, that would be my, uh, I don't know if I wasn't a therapist or in media, I really don't know what I'd do. I feel like maybe like consulting in, I don't know, maybe HR something with people, something that's kind of interesting, not always the same thing every day. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in school to be a therapist. I have clients, um, all the time. So, uh, that's, I guess that's it outside of sports. All right, Alex, we'll get on with it here. 
first question before we get to your personal journey though. So like I said, we met you, well, well we reached out to you during when you were in Indonesia for the FIBA World Cup. So my question is, when we first contacted you on, uh, I remember this exact moment. We were about to get ready to film our podcast for that week or for that day. And it was like a Wednesday night, like at 10 o'clock. So when we contacted you, how bored were you in Indonesia that you responded within like a minute? Because <laughs> we were about to record, uh, no, like I was I not expecting a response within a minute. <laughs> no, I I don't I don't get emails on that. Like that's kind of my email for um, I have like five emails now. So, um, but that's the one that goes straight to my phone. Like I'll see it because it's for my podcast. Because you you emailed me on my pop. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was um, on your Twitter bio. I think that yeah, was yeah, yeah. Was. So I don't get a lot of emails on that. So I just saw it, and um, the thing was was I wasn't necessarily bored, but. Because, as you guys kind of alluded to, um, because of the time difference, my mornings when you emailed me would have been in the morning in Jakarta. And because all of North America would have been asleep, mostly, uh, there wasn't much, like, I wasn't interacting with people, right? So what would happen was uh, my mornings, I'd just be by myself doing work. Nothing really was, would be happening. And then my evenings were crazy because everyone would wake up and I'd be working typically the game so my evenings were crazy and then my mornings were very chill so i just saw it and um i've had a lot of people um take a chance on me and be kind to me so um i'm not saying i'm that big a deal or anything but um just more in the the fact that who would i be not to to go on a podcast when people reach out when so many people have done the same to me so um yeah i I don't know if i was bored or anything i think i just saw it and (laughs) Uh, it was that kind of time of day. So I don't know if bored would be the right word, but okay. it wasn't as busy as I would be at the night, during the night. It was good timing. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I would have responded. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's get, let's get with your personal journey here before we get into the media side of things. How did you get an interest in sports? Um, how did it, like, how, who introduced you to sports? How did you get into, like, various different sports? Yeah, my parents weren't really very sporty. Um, my dad liked the Habs as a kid, growing up in Winnipeg. Uh, mom liked to my mom liked to play a couple sports, but not wouldn't be like a sporty person. Um, yeah, I just always loved it. Uh, I grew up abroad as like a, as a very young kid, so played a bit of soccer. And then when I came back to Canada when I was six, um, hockey was the thing. I couldn't skate, so it took a couple years and started playing hockey playing soccer. Um, I just always loved it. No one really pushed me to play sports. I just fell in love. Um, I always loved the team sport dynamic of being with a bunch of people. Um, it was my way to kind of socialize as well. But yeah, uh, I don't know. There wasn't a moment where I remember falling in love with hockey or soccer. Um, I just kind of always did or and always was, uh, always gravitated to sports. So uh, yeah, not a, not a specific moment, but, um, yeah. And then all my friends were playing sports. So it kind of always made sense. So that's, that's, I guess the genesis of it was just, I like sports, met people that, uh, when I was very young that like sports and then there, uh, there it went. So when did you realize that like you can make this into a career? Uh, not, not, uh, uh, not, not recently uh, or very recently, not, this was not a dream of mine. My dad was a, um, a journalist, not for sports, but, um, a political journalist. 
Um, so I knew the industry, um, and it's not a very, th it's not one that's thriving. Uh, if anything, it's getting smaller and smaller by the day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just basically long story short is the pandemic hit us like everyone, everyone else. Um, I had nothing to do. I loved podcasts. Uh, and I thought in, I think it was January, 2021, February, 2021, screw it. Let me just make a podcast. Um, I had this sports podcast with one of my good friends. Um, and we just kind of shot the shit and talked about we, he liked soccer and hockey. I liked, I like that too. Soccer. I'm not as well versed in, but, and we just talked about it. I had another podcast that was just interviewing friends uh, and family about kind of what they like in life. Um, and just more like an interview style podcast. Uh, long story short, um, somehow my dad um, used to work with, I don't know if you guys know who Gord Miller is. Um, Heard of the name, but he does well, all the, he's the play by play analyst for TSN for all the hockey games, like the world. Okay, Junior. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 If you watch the world juniors, it's his voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. His voice, yeah. yeah. So my dad worked with him a long time ago. They connected via weird uh, barstool controversy that we don't need to get into, but um, <laughs> not because of either of them. It just was a way in which they connected. And uh, anyways, long story short, we met up for um, just a, a drink. I think it would have been November 2021. He said, I asked, hey, I have this podcast. Would you like to come on it? He came on it. It wasn't behind the play at the time. Uh, and, uh, he said, yes, five months later, he came on. I thought this is it. I'm going to maybe be able to get more, uh, journalists on the podcast just for fun. I wasn't, a, wasn't trying to go into sports journalism at all. Uh, didn't really hit. And then, um, Ian Mendez, who's been so, so good to me. I can't say enough uh, good things about him here in Ottawa covers the senators for the athletic was at TSN Sportsnet before. Um, he was at the athletic, uh, he actually taught my sister in journalism and, uh, long story short, she found out that my dad and I followed him on Twitter, uh, and made the connection. She doesn't know anything about sports and, uh, basically reached out to him, said, my brother has a podcast. Would you come on? He was nice enough to come on. And then it kind of started the ball rolling where I asked more and more people to come on. Uh, I had Vivek Jacob. My dad knew a couple people. Um, so that definitely helped. Uh, got David Amber. Um, uh, who else? Murat Atesh. So I, I got a lot of hockey people. Then got some more um, basketball people like Eric Smith, Blake Murphy. And the rest is kind of history. I just kept getting more and more and more. And then this summer, uh, I think I talked about it maybe last time we spoke, but um, how the Jakarta thing came about. But essentially, uh, I was on Canada Basketball Twitter. Uh, there's a guy named Witter who actually was with me in um, in Jakarta. And he just said, basically just in a comment, oh, it's fun to, to it's not that expensive to, to go to Jakarta. Long story short, he said, you should apply to be media. I said, okay. I did, got it within a week, and then decided, screw it, uh, uh, might as well go. And it was a time in my life and a crazy experience. And then came back and thought, hey, uh, 
why not keep the ball rolling and reached out to the hockey news and they were really gracious enough to to take me on and um, kind of push me to the accreditation process which took a while but in the end got there and yeah that's that's kind of I don't I I've missed out a bunch of different things but that's kind of a long story short yeah um so like honestly like what you said just like me and him have been talking about doing this for a while too hmm. he was more serious than I was there's like you know cultural norms and the reason why I didn't as well then until like earlier in the year uh when I talked to you I think off we talked to you off camera camera last time I was just like you know what let's just do it at this point and then like, like like to your point like you don't know where it's gonna take you at least give it a try if it doesn't work you know you have a therapist as a as a, a backup option or yeah. even if you want to decide for us is like whatever we do what we did in school in terms of accounting etc right mm-hmm. obviously the goal is to make it as big and yeah i know like uh like you said like you, you know we didn't expect to get like a guy like greg wasinski on as soon as we did considering we're just like at the time at 100 subscribers right so it's like you might as well go do it and just see where it takes you and if it's your passion which in this case for all three of us it is um yeah. and yeah, yeah. like it, you know it'll be a surprise to where it could take you so that's pretty much like we, we had a similar start uh, that way too. It's like, all right, uh, screw it. Let's just go and see what happens. Just yeah. And like, mm-hmm, yeah. Do it. <laughs> just follow the Nike slogan. Yeah. It, it's, it's so interesting. Like I've had a couple people reach out to me and I said, just send that email, just send that DM. Like it, for the most part, people in the media are pretty gracious with their time, with their time. They get it. Um, not everyone, but, um, for the most part, people will want to help out. And um, if you just say, hey, like, I love your work. Would you mind kind of coming on and giving me 30 minutes? Most people will say yes. Maybe not immediately, but um, you never know until you try. And I think yeah. what you kind of talked about is like Greg Wyshynski. You guys have had Blake Murphy on. Yeah. Um, Peter Galindo. Like those guys are really, really at their apex. But um they'll they'll come on little shows like ours right so um it just i think the one advice i would give to young people trying to aspire um in this industry i mean i'm young but um as you guys said just just do it just put as many feelers out and they're not all going to hit but um if you don't if you don't put any out then you won't get what you want and the thing is it's a small industry uh most people know each other to some degree. So treat people well, treat people right, because word can travel fast in both ways. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's the kind of two things is just do it and just be good to, to people because it it is a really small community. Um, you mentioned your mom earlier and obviously we've saw your Twitter, your Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, she's no longer with us, yep. right? So yep. how much has she impacted you throughout this journey? Um, before and even after her passing uh, yeah, yeah. Like just tribute to her essentially uh, for you yeah no i appreciate you kind of reaching out and, or just talking about that but yeah i mean i think about it a lot um mostly in terms of just kind of what she misses out on i don't know uh i wouldn't say it's not like i wouldn't say i do this for her or anything she wasn't sporty by no means but um i do kind of think about what she would think about it i mean i don't think it'd be anything negative but just more sharing that with her um i lost her when i was 18 so uh, it's been seven years um since you died in 2016 so yeah um it's always kind of there i mean that's what grief is especially losing a parent 
especially when you lose lose them young. So yeah, um, I don't. I wouldn't say I do this for her necessarily, but I think what I just kind of miss is just the ability to share with her. So um, that's what I think about often. And um, I also lost a friend um, a couple of years ago who was very sporty. He was a Canucks fan. Um, so I th- I think about that. Like for example, I had I, I don't know if like Harmon uh, Dial. Um, Thomas Trance, like he liked those guys. So I think about that when the Canucks um, play and are now winning and what he'd think about that. So it's, it's those kind of moments of sharing um, what's happening now with people that are no longer with us. So that's kind of what I think about often. Yeah, uh, no, we just wanted to give you a moment too as well. Yeah. Just, just show I appreciate people. it. Yeah, thank you. So podcast name, how long did it take you to come up with behind the play yeah no i it's funny you guys um you you uh beyond the radar it's like very similar kind of name yeah exactly the same but of course but um it's yeah, the hardest I, process man <laughs> coming up with yeah, a name. i like your name it's it's good it's it's good um and i like your logo and i'm sure that took a while to kind of figure out as well yeah um, it's just like everything we thought of it was like either taken or copyrighted or whatever the case may be um yeah and we try to play on like words and we like the word radar, so we kind of went with like under the radar, below the radar, something like that. And then no one took beyond, so I'm like, okay, let's let's just go with that. We need to start anyways. But yeah, anyways, uh, with you behind the play. Yeah, I I remember vividly. I had um, Ian Mendez on uh, like two summers ago, and I went to New York for the U.S. Open, and I was gonna have Vivek Jacob on, and we had this long drive, and we just threw a bunch of names out there. And I don't remember how we got to behind the play. Um, I wanted something that I could talk about sports, um, but it wasn't just a, like, it wasn't like Alex Adams sports show or something like yeah. that. It was it gave me the brevity to kind of do just sports or the process of, of journalism um, and bigger things in society that intersect with sports. So that's what it was. Um, I looked up a bunch of behind the plays. There are some behind the play podcasts, but none of them that seem too significant. So, um, yeah, it, it took me a long time. I kept thinking about it. Uh, I, I figured out a logo, which was tough as well for me to, to do. Yeah. Which I like. Um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of thinking. It was super stressful. Um, before my, my podcast name was passion project, which I liked, but in retrospect, there's like 55 passion project yeah. uh, podcasts. So I thought I was ingenious with my name and I wasn't. So I did a bit more, uh, I took, I was a bit more diligent with my, my research of other podcast names, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly the moment, but there was that long drive where I threw f- hundreds of, of names into the wind and, uh, finally settled on behind the play that at first I didn't love, but it made a lot of sense. And I like it a bit more now that it's been a year and a bit. Yeah. Uh, like even for us, like we wanted a name that's not like maybe not tied down just to a podcast. Like we have other ideas of content or even like, yeah, it's meant to be like seven, like I would say 80% sports, but bring on like, so, you know, yeah. local celebrities or even eventually if we grow, get bigger celebrities and talk about the sports fandom along what they do, mm-hmm. if they're an actor singer um so on but for your your case 
a lot of I think almost all your guests are media members. Is that was is that the plan? Like just make it all media members, or do you plan on bringing like other athletes, coaches, and uh, yeah, so so on like that? Yeah, I would definitely bring on athletes and coaches if it kind of makes sense. Um, I, I would say uh, I've thought of, I, the the guy. I, I think people sometimes call him that, but I always think about the Pod Father, which is Bill Simmons. I love yeah. his podcast. Uh, not not everything, but like he is a visionary in a lot of ways, and he for a long time would have actors, other interesting people. So. Um, I would like that to some extent. It doesn't really make sense right now, but when you talk about coaches, management, um, players, definitely. Um, right now, it doesn't there's not a lot of avenues for that. I've tried a couple. I've kind of done a couple feelers to some athletes, um, and it's kind of made sense. But also because of my week and ball podcast, sometimes it makes more sense for uh, to go to Raptors Republic with it. Um, so. Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. Um, it's not on the the front burner right now, but I would like athletes. It's a very different type of interview. I've, I've done both uh, and coaches. And uh, yeah, it, it, it is very, very different. Also very hard to get a hold of athletes and coaches compared to media members. Yeah, um, that's You also talk for a living. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's different, but I've, I've definitely put my self out there to, to talk to athletes and, and try to get them on my podcast i feel like your name is just perfectly like what behind yeah behind the play is just like a perfect it's name. like behind like, the scenes in a way yeah i know behind the scenes um it, it you know a lot of people and, and you guys don't necessarily do this but people that their whole thing is like let's say the vancouver canucks right um yeah that's fun but that's not my I, I love covering the Senators. I'm not complaining whatsoever, but my life isn't the Senators. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. I, I said, yeah. Said, said that with you guys, like you love a bunch of different sports. You've had people that aren't just athletes necessarily come on your show. And I think that's what the name kind of breeds is just the flexibility and yeah. um, the ability to, to really dive into different people from different places with different stories um, and then if you want, just talk hockey or talk football or talk whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but I mean, like you alluded to it, like your podcast isn't meant to be tied to one sport similar to ours, but ultimately, why did you want to cover just the senators or just Canada basketball instead of like a broad scope, kind of like, you know, how some people cover just the NBA as a whole rather than a team or, uh, obviously various different shows, radio shows. But for you, why beat writer for the Sens only instead of doing all NHL for the hockey news or whatever? And then same thing with Canada basketball to start off with. Um, I think it just kind of happened to be that. Uh, I wasn't necessarily this big, like when I describe my kind of what's happened to me, it, it wasn't a be a hockey writer or be a basketball writer or be a basketball podcaster. Um so what I really wanted was the access to players to ask questions, to kind of be in it. I really love that of being in the room, being with the players, connecting with players and, and people. I really like that aspect. So um, I think that's what I'm drawn to right now. I don't think it will always be the case necessarily, but um, I'm, I like kind of writing, like I, I wrote a couple features 
on Drake Batherson, on Matthew Joseph, on the Senators. Like, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy getting to know the players. Um, sometimes it's fun to, to write pieces about why the Senators suck in the second period as well, uh, <laughs> which is baffling. But uh, overall, I just wanted to be kind of closer to it, um, be in that environment. Also, you make a lot of connections. For example, um, uh, like Gord Miller, um, <laughs> we were, I forget which game. I think it was the Leafs versus Sens game. He threw uh, a piece of paper at my head from the broad- broadcast booth um, yeah. and kind of smiled at me. <laughs> so uh, I see people like Jamie McLennan, who I know a little bit, um, Ian Mendez, Kyle Bukowskis, who I've become um, to know pretty well, um, Claire Hanna. Um, and other people like, for example, Thomas Trance came um, when the Canucks were in town, Ian McIntyre, talked to them a little bit. Um, so just kind of building a network in the hockey sphere. And um, I don't know where it'll take me, but uh, just kind of being in the middle of it is really exciting to me. Um, so Canada basketball is where you started it off. Why did you want to cover Canada basketball knowing how kind of they weren't the greatest right until this year? obviously like yeah yeah just like why why did you want to cover Canada basketball when there was not like maybe much interest in Canada basketball you know what you get what I'm saying a little bit there. yeah I've Uh, always been a huge fan um I've always been a diehard uh I don't know I I love national teams there's something different about it if it's hockey Canada if it's like the the soccer team that I cup or I, I watched the whole ride of the men's team making the World Cup the women's teams in both uh, soccer and and, um, and basketball for Canada have been so good for so long. Um, but yeah, just I, as you mentioned, they've ha- been always at the f- footsteps of finally breaking through, but never have been able to. Uh, but when I heard who was at the training camp, I thought there's a good chance it's going to be a special run. Uh, it didn't mean they were for sure going to make the Olympics and beat the United States. That was pretty incredible. But I did think that there was a good chance that they were too. Um, and I remember 2015, I remember 2016, the, the team falling apart and being right there to, to make the Olympics. Um, 2021, I felt like I was going to cry after Wiggins made that shot. And then they yeah. lost the qualifier uh, semifinal and it was just heartbreak after heartbreak. But um, I love I just I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm not very nationalistic in a lot of ways. But when it comes to sports, 100 sports, percent sports. Yeah, I very much am. And so uh, just when the opportunity came, uh, I thought, why not? And uh, I will still remember my first question was to Kelly Olenek. And he laughed me off, and uh, I will always remember that with Kelly. <laughs> so, uh, and I remember how nervous I was asking Shay a question, and it was about Nikhil and playing with him, and uh, it was really surreal. But um, I'm such a big hoops fan, so um, to see all the NBA guys go made it really compelling for me. If it wasn't as many NBA guys, I, I think I would have felt less interested, truthfully. Yeah, because like. I tuned in to those games, then I just, like, obviously, we, at the time, we didn't have a platform to talk about anything. 
but even if we did, I don't know how much we would have mentioned it because it's like it was still gonna be a back burner story. But to your point about like struggles, I'm a Jays fan since '04 when the Expos existed. So yep. at, when they finally made the when they broke through with that David Price yeah. year in 2015, and everybody just assumed I was a bandwagon because like yeah. like I kid you not, like he started following obviously because of me, and I would bring names like lyle overbay yep. and josh towers and all these and he's yep. like who okay well, like josh towers and like mm-hmm. john mcdonald and all these guys right so it's like i i could prove my fandom here <laughs> like that's that's the one thing i'm like i'm all stand on my head like i've been a jays fan since like the expos i think the last year of the expos existed <laughs> so i that feeling of when my friends would be like oh man united soccer right now why are you still a fan and i'm like dude once they become good and hopefully and and the canucks canucks in this year for example it's like that feeling that joy of sports fandom is like you 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 feel that joy like you mentioned with canada basketball breakthrough same thing with here where the jays finally broke through it's like that best feeling in the world as a fan like you stuck by them um through and through essentially yeah i know i mean uh, unfortunately for canadian sports fans there's not been a lot of success uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I was a Jays fan as well. I remember that 2015 run. I remember when they got priced, my dad, I told my dad and I, we need to get tickets. And we went to two games against the, I think it was the Orioles at the time. Saw David Price pitch. It was really cool. Um, for me, what you kind of alluded to, what, what I think about is the 2019 Raptors championship, because I just had loved them for so long. And uh, to see them win, I, I wasn't emotional, but I was so ecstatic. It was one of the best days of my life. And I remember where I was and how I felt and uh, that championship parade. I wasn't there, but I remember watching it and uh, just devouring. It was just like an amazing couple weeks or yeah, I guess a couple months. And in, in yeah. I remember where I was with the Kawhi shot. Um, I jumped and hit my head on the, my ceiling. <laughs> uh in disbelief so um it that's the thing is when when you stick with that team that you've loved for so long and they finally win it's one of the best feelings you you'll ever have i was his soccer coach and i let him miss practice for the one time that game six just i'm not going (laughs) i'm like okay even when i went to coach the rest of the guys weren't really really into practice was like last five minutes we just shut practice and just watched it on on the phone the last like Two minutes because I was still checking my phone to see when Clay Thompson got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that kind of was the t- uh, turner, uh, the t- sorry, the page turner for the team that year or for that game. And then obviously, it ended with a win, right? So I'm just like, I'm like, the one time I'm like, I'm like, fine, I won't because he was coming off surgery as well. So it wasn't like he was 100% able to go either. But he, I was like, okay, you're g- gonna go. He's like, nah, I'm like, you I'm know what? Going, I'm like, okay, I understand as a sports fan, fine, stay home, I'll go, <laughs> even though I missed kind of some of it too i was like i remember i was a deranged psychopath when i was watching that playoff run like everything i'm cheering every single ref call i'm freaking throwing pillows everywhere i'm like what the hell ref? yeah and then i remember like quiet shot vividly because i think you're like we were oh, all it's there a mi- it's a mess i was like then i was like shit then i looked the ball bounce i was like wait and then went in <laughs> and I just started running around the house my grandma's like what the hell is wrong with you yeah yeah no it's and i remember always seeing the the philly fans react to it and just the, the oh like it was just like pure despair and yeah you see all the videos of raptors fans celebrating raptors square and everything but yeah it's those where were you when moments right especially with yeah like you can remember the Kawhi shot the bautista home run 
Yep. Yeah, I remember that. I, remember. I was actually at a Raptors game. It was in Ottawa. <laughs> For some reason, it happened. And the whole stadium roared. Everyone was watching it on the TVs. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely remember those moments. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, so overall thoughts on just the sports media scene in Canada. Like, what are you? Like, what are your takeaways from, like, being in it now? Yeah, it's it's not doing great. Um, I mean, it's really cool to be in. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's really changing. I wonder what, if, what will happen to just basically coverage on the ground for a lot of sports. I think as you guys are in podcasting, I'm in podcasting, that's kind of the next way forward in terms of, content creation for sports in this country you can see a place like steve dangle really taking off um there's so many raptors podcasts um so i think it's more going into that realm rather than necessarily writing which is somewhat a shame um but uh if you look at the tv deals let's just take hockey for example it will be really interesting to see what happens after the sportsnet deal i know I've heard from people. I doubt Sportsnet retains it fully. Um, is it even Sportsnet? Does it mean a yeah? Does it mean like an Apple TV or Amazon um, takes over? I'm curious to see what's happening there. Um, but I think if you are only writing, you have to be darn good and really good at finding um, an audience. Uh, so I think you need to be very multifaceted in your um, abilities. Um, I think being very good on social media, which I'm not very good at, uh, is really important as well um, to kind of build, I don't want to say your brand, but just the, the following, I guess, of your work. So overall, yeah, it's, it's not going great. Um, I do think there's still um, a future. It's not going away, but it's definitely really changing. Like here in Ottawa, um, our Le Trois, which is the, the French paper, just um, two of the, the guys that, that cover the team day in and day out um, are leaving just because of cuts. So, um, yeah, it's really changing and it's it's really hard to see. Um, so I, I think one thing is if you are in the industry and you get laid off, just as it's much easier said than done, just know that it's typically not about you and typically just about where the industry is going. Um. You're in Ontario, not like specifically Toronto. Like Toronto is supposed to be that epicenter for Canada. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's always the running thing. Vancouverites don't like Toronto for that reason, which oh, in, in our defense, yeah, because whenever you tune into certain things, it's like you're hoping for this story to pop up first, whether it's a big Vancouver story and they start off with the Leafs again. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what are we doing here, guys? Like I remember it was a big deal with the Sedins back then. Before This was before the Humboldt crash, obviously. This is like a couple of days before when they announced their retirement and then they didn't even start off with the Sedins. And that's where I think I st- my, that was my first moment where I'm like, okay, now I see why. Um, Vancouver media ain't fa- a fan of like they're not they don't hate the people obviously but they hate like the mm-hmm. general concept of why is TSN or Sportsnet just starting off at Toronto always so like I, I see that a lot um, in, in terms of America which I guess the next question like when you watch shows like first take it's always like Cowboys like you start off with the first yeah. second it's the yeah. Cowboys then 20 minutes later they talk about something else then they'll start off with the Cowboys or LeBron versus Jordan debate. So my question to you there is, what is your thoughts on like the first take style, like the debate show? 
and how they kind of go only big topic heavy versus like the McAfee show, right? Where it's like kind of like all around fun vibe. It's not meant to be like a debate show, but you know, there could be debates. They bring on various guests and have a good time. Like, what yeah. do you prefer as well? Um, I'm not a big first take guy. Um, so I'm, I don't mind McAfee. Um, it's very different. I mean, I think what those two shows do, it's, it's more entertainment than sport. That's kind of where these shows are going. Um, I think it can be done really well. I want to shout out like Will Lou, Blake Murphy, Alex Wong. What they do on the Raptors show is kind of similar to that. It's like the Canadian version. Um, so I think what it is, is it's more about content and about views. And that's why people always put on, talk about the Cowboys or in Canada, always talk about the Leafs is because those are the big markets that generate views. Um, I do think the first take just getting yelling at people is kind of the, yeah. the, the version of, it's almost like putting social media and what gets views there into um, a TV setting. Um, with Pac Mac- McAfee, it's more, almost just making a po- it, it is literally making a podcast, a TV show. So um, I, I'd rather have a more podcast vibe than necessarily a, just people screaming at each other. Um, I'm not necessarily love either of those two shows um, a lot. Uh, but at the same time, I would say I, I think that podcast coming format going into TV, into radio shows is really where we're going. Um, and I think that's probably overall a better thing uh, than necessarily just yelling at each other about the Cowboys um, yeah. for a few minutes. Yeah, no, I got in, not going to lie, I did get into first take because I'm like, oh, I like the debate aspect. And then when you, the more you watch it like consistently, it's the like same topics every week. And then you're yelling at each other. Like, you don't know how much of it it's scripted. Like, don't get me wrong. Stephen Smith's probably the GOAT, like, in entertainment and sports, yeah. right? Like, not taking away anything he has done. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, oh, yelling at, like, what Mac, like when Max Kellerman says Iguodala for the last shot, yes. for example. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, how much do you well, really Max, believe that? <laughs> like, I, how much I, do you really? Sorry. Yeah. No, I actually like Max because for the most yeah. part, other than Iguodala, he wasn't at, he was performative, but it was always taking... He never took himself too, too seriously, yeah. which I always like. Yeah, like, I don't know how much of that was like ESPN behind the scenes saying pick the opposite every time or what the yeah. case may be. Like, they're always debating. I'm like, there's, there's got to be one thing that you agree on <laughs> type of thing. Right? That's not a serious topic, yeah. for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and it's it's interesting that you, you make the, the differentiation between McAfee and S- Stephen A. Smith because it is different. Like, because McAfee is essentially as I said, putting the podcast to TV and people love podcasts. Um, people yeah. actually do like those long, interesting conversations with people. Um, but they also love people yelling at each other. So um, I think both is both things are really where it's going. Um, and I think it just depends on the cup of tea that you like, I guess. Yeah, I feel um, like the McAfee show is more... Um more long lasting as a fandom because like, I feel like first take is more tiring as to watch. Like, I, like honestly, we, we love the McAfee show. That's what we're kind of trying to emulate like a fun vibe. They're great. Like Greg Wyshynski said that they're the perfect people to gr- grow the sport, right? They don't really talk yeah. too much negativity, even locally here, Halford and Brock, which is you've been part of, I think once yeah. like similar vibe to us, like yeah. it's always like a joking 
vibe but like they are informative they are growing the sport like that's where I, that's where i love pat mcafee plus he's hilarious yeah. <laughs> and that helps with it as well i feel like that's definitely more like that more genuine viewership it won't feel like like you're dying it, like it's not dying down anytime soon in my yeah I, I think you're right about that i think what mcafee's done um look at steve dangle here for hockey uh look at even like uh, as i mentioned like the raptors show like and then those are the new waves that might go to general um, TV platforms here in, in Canada and the U.S., like McAfee in a way like Will Lou. Um, but also those are the ones that are going to grow. Um, I don't think – I think the debate style shows are really just for TV. Um, and those are still going to be around. I don't think they're dying. But they're really more exclusively for TV rather than you hop on a podcast and get people to just yell at each other. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah. So I think, as you guys mentioned, as both said, I think the the podcast form is going to be well. You can just see like the 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 thing now is that there's just so many. So yeah. it's, you di- differentiate yourself from the others. Even like athletes and former coaches or athletes are involved too, right? So. Plus, there are people who are more genuinely like that's why the New Heights show it's great. Pat McAfee's a former athlete. The podcast yeah. P show with Paul George. That's why they've been like kind of taking off as well. But um, before we go on with some of the further stories, we're gonna we'll, we'll do a quick little activity here because you did cover Canada basketball. So I'm not sure how much you've watched our other podcast episodes. We usually like to do build your perfect player. So yeah. we're gonna have two. We'll start off with one. Um, Joven will take yeah, it away. It's gonna be basketball. You're in the newer side because. A lot of ours were soccer, but yours gonna be basketball and hockey. We'll start off with basketball, and uh, we'll uh, start off with uh, no repeat answers. If you want to change your answer, then you could just swap with someone else. We'll, okay. we'll give you the traits in a yeah. second. Okay. So okay. all the traits, we'll go one by one after, but I'll just list them all right now so you could kind of get an idea in your head. Yep. So first one, body slash height. Second one, athleticism. Third one, shooting. Uh, finishing, mid range. So it's three point shooting, finishing, then mid range. Mm-hmm. Then it's playmaking, perimeter defense, interior defense, <laughs> dribbling, and IQ. So I'll start listing one by one. Yeah, and, yeah, do that. That will yeah. be easier. Yeah. Um. So your first one is body slash height. These uh, are players that you've watched growing up. So you can't pick Bill Russell out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Victor. Um. Just because. He, okay. He, if he stays together, that's incredible. So I will say Victor Wembanyama for for that. All right, next one's athleticism. LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Right, Three-point shooting. I mean, that's Steph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finishing. So, like, layups, basically. Dunks. Uh, slim Zion. <laughs> slim Zion. <laughs> Mid-range. Yeah. Mid-range. Kawhi. Yeah. Um, playmaking. Yeah, I, when you said playmaking, I thought this is going to be tough. Uh, I can't do old players, right? Like, I can't do like what players you've watched. Like, players you watch, so, like they don't like you couldn't watch someone that was like retired. Uh, I mean, I've watched Magic clips, but if we go more, yeah, uh, it's really tough. There's a lot of amazing playmakers in the NBA right now. Well, I hope you also have IQ later, so you could split two if you have. Yeah, two. I'll go. I'll go Luca. I'll go okay. Luca. Um, I forgot to mention this one, but I'll just throw it in right now. Handles. Handles? Oh, Kyrie. That's, yeah. 
Easy. Oh, that I was dribbling. Never mind. Okay, never mind. Okay, so that was dribbling Kyrie. I messed up there. Uh, perimeter good. defense. Kawhi. Prime. Oh, you said. Oh, you said Kawhi. So. <laughs> oh, I can't say it again. Uh, no, that's. Yeah. Okay. You could change the mid range to us, like Demar or Kobe or someone. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, perimeter defense. Second, Herb Jones. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's there. Interior defense. Oh, uh, part of me wants to say Rudy. A part of me wants to say Giannis. Uh, I I'll go Rudy Gobert. I, I'll go Rudy Gobert. All right, and last one's IQ. LeBron. Oh, I can't say LeBron. Uh, IQ, IQ, IQ. It's just a really smart. Um, I could throw some names out if you want to consider. But... No, uh, yeah, sure. You can throw some names out. I think I know my answer. But Chris go. Paul, Rondo, um, those are the two on the top of my head. Uh, I'll go Chris Paul. I'll go Chris Paul. Okay, sounds right. good. So to finish off, you so your player is you have Victor Wembanyama's build with LeBron's athleticism, Steph's shooting. Um, Zion finishing, sorry, slim Zion finishing. Yeah. <laughs> Kawhi's mid range, um, Lucas, yeah, yeah. Lucas playmaking, uh, Herb Jones perimeter defense, Rudy Gobert interior defense, uh, handles of Kyrie with Chris Paul's IQ. Yeah, wow, that's that's what a player that will never <laughs> happen, but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll put out a poll to see if, yeah. how much people like it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I think that, I did well. I think I did that well. might be Wembenyama's prime. <laughs> that's a yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's an underrated passer. That's the one thing yeah. people don't really see. But he he just yeah. like slings passes over his shoulder sometimes, uh, which is pretty incredible. All right. Well, we'll move on to some like uh, fun side of things now. More in the quick fire, but like fun stories type of thing. So to start off with any funny media scrums you've been part of, whether it be Canada basketball, the Sens, or so on. Now you're allowed to share. Yeah. No. The the one I I told a bunch would be um. I remember it was the second day at training camp in Toronto. It was at the OVO Center. And Jamal Murray, it was a bit unclear if he was going to play. In the end, he didn't play for Canada last summer. Uh, but he was shooting, uh, and the practice was wrapping up. And he was kind of there's there was two courts, and he kind of kept shooting and moving down the courts to basically the entry uh, to the exit, sorry, of the stadium of the arena. And so by the time it's his turn, he basically just runs out of the building uh, or out into the, the exit. And we're like, wow, okay. Uh, I guess he's not talking to the media. And we're like, wow, he's, he's really skipping on us. Cause he was, he was, he, we were told that he was going to be there. About five minutes later, you see him kind of sh- being shepherded out. Uh, by the the PR guy who ran who actually ran after him when he ran out and he comes by he's clearly changed into a like an outfit of sorts and he comes and he does his media and was very coy about playing but that was always funny to me how he like ran out the media guy chases him you think he's not gonna to uh, talk to us and then five minutes later he reappears and uh, does come talk to us. So I think that's the kind of a funny story that I always think about of, of Jamal Murray's clearly not wanting to talk to the media. And uh, in the end, he still did. But uh, yeah. All right. So what was your like, I made it moment? 
uh, I, I don't have one. But uh, I guess the one thing I would say is um, I made it. I don't. What would nothing. or what would be your I made it moment, for example? Uh, I don't know if you would have. No, I don't really have one. I don't. I don't see it in that way, really. Um, I, it never really feels like you've made it. Um, I would say though that uh, um, that kind of just uh, the one thing that always I always think about is just talking to Blake Murphy after um, Canada made the Olympics and being like, I have like one of the smartest people I know um, talking to me in like this moment that I knew he really cared about and I really cared about. Um, that, that was really cool. Uh, I think being on CBC radio was really cool. It was maybe a little bit like, whoa, this is weird. Um, uh, Global TV felt that way a little bit. Um, and just being on the radio, I think that those times that I was on the radio felt weird. And I went, I, w I was on TV and that was a, I don't know if I felt great about it because I had to look at myself on TV, but uh, that was really cool. That was really cool to, to be on TV as like an expert of sorts, I guess, even though I don't yeah. think I am, but um, that was really cool to, to go on TV here on CTV morning uh, here in Ottawa and go into the station and, and talk a bit of basketball. I feel like we're we're just always our own biggest critic because every time like we just listen to ourselves back, like why do I sound like for me personally, every time I listen to myself back, I'm yeah. like, why do I sound like a robot or something? And then he's like, <laughs> No, you sound perfectly fine. So yeah, like, I guess same similar thing happened to you, like, oh, I don't want to see myself on TV or <laughs> type of thing. I, I, Sorry, yeah, I would say the first you know what? I, I I'll give an answer. I think the first training camp when I went to and I asked all those questions to Shay and I'm in the 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 uh the ovo center that felt really cool that was really cool um and to see the noah machine and all their shots go up i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but the raptors have this really cool um shooting um kind of display that tracks all the shots in the arena so say like 60 percent on like 500 shots so every time someone shoots a ball they track the trajectory somehow. I don't know. I'd imagine through cameras of sort. Um, but just being in the OVO center, seeing Michael Grange, seeing Shea, seeing RJ Barrett, Jamal Murray. I just remember walking into that room, uh, into the to the building and seeing all those guys. I'm like, whoa, I'm here. Like it felt really surreal. So I, I'd say that's probably my, my, my welcome to the media moment. <laughs> it was okay so similar question i guess like i was gonna say do you have any starstruck moment or like damn i cannot believe i've seen this person in front of me or i've contacted that person and now they're on my podcast i guess you kind of alluded to it right there but if there's someone else you want to consider whether it be media or player etc yeah you know what the more you're in the industry the less crazy it feels um i would say just the nba players i felt really starstruck with um so like talk like asking Shay a question, asking RJ Barrett a question, asking, um, I remember I asked Jamal Murray a question about the Pan Am games where he played and he was like, yeah, you remember that. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Um, so that was really cool. Um, like the fan in me. So um, I'd say meeting media members, I remember um, obviously Gord, but uh, David, <laughs> David Amber was really cool to meet. Um, Ron Brian Wilson. Windhorst. Brian Windhorst was really cool. I, I listened to the Hoop Collective, and uh, I always think 
um, just how interesting it is that I kind of know him a little bit. I mean, we don't, we haven't talked since the, the podcast, but, um, uh, obviously he's a busy guy, but yeah, that was, that was really cool. Um, I think just kind of knowing some of the people, I know Kyle Bukowskis very well now, same with, um, uh, Ian Mendes. So I think just those kind of knowing people in the industry, sometimes you're like, Whoa, but at the end of the day, we're all people. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's not, not that crazy. Um, Jake Sanderson, like my Mo- Movember mustache. So that was funny. He, he's like, <laughs> I like mustache. So, um, that, that wasn't too surreal, but I was like, oh, that's funny. Um, like think back to a year ago when like hearing myself. Yeah. And I think that's, what's really stands out to me. It's like, oh my God, I know all these people, um, in, in such a quick, uh, span of time. Yeah, no, because like recently, because like all obviously all the people we had in person were kind of people we knew. Mm. Um, and obviously the people that we've everyone else has been on screen. So like obviously it would be different if I were to meet you in person, whether if you already yeah. ever be in Vancouver, we're ever in Ottawa, Peter Galindo. We were actually supposed to set something up with Peter Galindo, but schedules didn't align in person. Mm-hmm. But um and like like you said, Greg Washinsky, but like recently we met with like a you know just a local creator from here not necessarily sports but just like a local creator so it's like he said it to me after he's like it's kind of weird that like i've seen you on tiktoks or i've seen you on other people's youtube videos or etc and they're just sitting right in front of us and it's it's like yeah you know what you're crazy because like obviously we're not saying he's like this mainstream celebrity but like to us it's like oh we saw you on a computer screen on this person's youtube channel now we're having a conversation about like you know how to how to progress things and stuff like that so that was definitely like i wouldn't say starstruck but just like in, in that moment that kind of the nerves are there like you're meeting with, with someone that's already kind of in the industry you know what i mean like that that yeah. sort of sense yeah I, I think the one thing after you meet like i feel like i've met most of the people that i've wanted to meet at least in the media side of the industry so once you do that you realize everyone's just a person and that yeah. can take the weight off it right like i talked to tara sloan yesterday and like i loved her work when she was on hometown hockey and it wasn't that nerve-wracking um yeah because and i never met her i just had like a couple email exchanges nothing crazy but um just if i had known if i had had to do the podcast a year ago i'd be shitting my pants uh and, yeah uh, with nerves but i wasn't because um you just kind of meet people and you realize that hey, yeah. they're, all, they're all people. Um, it's the Brad Pitt on the street and he's a guy, you know, it's like um, an awkward phase just because like I went to this boxing event locally and that, that same person we met was there. So I'm like, like, do I go up to them? They're just here to watch a boxing event. Like, I don't want to bother them. That goes through my head. So I overthink that. For example, like, like to your point perfectly, like when you were our first guest that we did not know personally on. Hmm. So it's like before the podcast, we were just like before that episode we were shot with you about Canada basketball. It was like, I'm nervous. But then once we started talking, it was like, Oh, yeah. every, it's just like a normal dude. So to your point, yeah. Like eventually the more you do it, I guess it, it's going to be there. Yeah. But, um, how tall are NBA players in real life? <laughs> like I've really, I'm, I'm a tall guy. Um, so it's, and I have a bunch of tall friends, so it wasn't as weird to me as maybe others. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're tall. Um, <laughs> Uh, I remember I remember seeing Kelly Olynyk. I'm like, oh yeah, he's like seven foot, um, yeah. like a legit seven foot. 
but yeah, they're all they're they're as tall as advertised. Like Shay's like six five, RJ's like six seven. Um, I'm trying to think else. Rudy Gobert is a legit seven one or whatever, however tall he is. Um, but yeah, they're, they're very tall. Um, uh, it's funny, like for example, like Corey Joseph, who is you think of him as like a really small guy. He's like six two and yeah, yeah it's like tall guy. So yeah, uh, they are the the height, of course. But um, yeah, it's wild because like there's six two, six three. It's like okay, that's a good height. But then you're comparing him to like six seven, seven foot guys. You're like like Shaq and Yao Ming picture. Like like Shaq looks yeah. like tiny compared to Yao Ming. Like, Yo, yeah, I, I don't know small. if you guys know, but like a guy named Zach Eady, he played played yeah for yeah, yeah seven four and like I'm. <laughs> you know, typically, um, I actually had a friend of mine uh, reach out because he had never seen me in person. And there was a picture of me with Zach. And I'm not that short compared to him. He's like, are you tall? I'm like, yeah, kind of. He's like, oh, wow. Like, you're not that short compared to Zach E.D. So I was like, yeah, yeah, he's like a legit 7'4". He just, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so like just in general though i know you said you you don't really have those moments but if you were to have like a dream guest to have on the po- behind the play podcast it could be one from the media side of things that you've never had on and one from the player side of things that you would be like oh you know what this person would be fun to deal with in the media uh for, or like fun to deal with on yeah, the podcast yeah, yeah. no no um from media i i Part of me wants to say Elliot Friedman, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say Bill Simmons. That that okay, would be. Okay, yeah. I would just talk basketball with him all day and pick his brain. And uh, I love Bill Simmons, but I, I'm not a huge. I like I like football, as I've said, but that's not my my thing thing. Um, but uh, Bill Simmons on the on a player side, it's a great question. Um, player that I'd like to interview that would be uh, is it a specific sport or just just anyone, anyone. like yeah. you would think would be like kind of good to have on a podcast and to talk see like, that's I, the I, thing I'm thinking who is famous versus who is actually a good yes yeah. podcast Cause, like I would love to have Kawhi Leonard on after he retires but I don't think he would share the same things he would share to us compared to like um, Paul George, for example, in his podcast, right? Like the, the Serge yeah. Ibaka one that he did with the How Hungry Are yeah. You? I will say Michael Jordan. I feel like I, just talking to him and his stories and yeah, having them talk about how crazy he was about winning would be really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, he doesn't do interviews, uh, but I remember like he did like, he did an interview like 10 years ago for like Cigar Aficionado or something. Yeah. And, was like talking anyways i just love to hear him talk about basketball and how he sees the game and yeah so i'll i'll do that lebron i feel would just be giving me when give me real answers and talk about how winning in the bubble is essentially two championships somehow so i don't really (laughs) want that um i think steph curry would be a very good interview um hockey players aren't very good interviews. So. But Darden honestly might be a good one. But Darden, yeah, give it time. Give it time. Yeah. I, McDavid is not. Yeah. <laughs> he is yeah. not a good interview. Um, I mean, I, I yeah. So it's not really a story, but um, it was funny. I was talking to Drake Batherson and he he's from Nova Scotia in the in the summers. He's he, he got to know Sid and Nathan McKinnon very well. 
and uh, I was just asking him kind of just off the off the record. Like this, I can say this because it's not. And he just asked me, he's like, well, I don't know if you've met Sid or anything, as if I would have met <laughs> Sid Crosby. I always found those like, no, I haven't actually. But uh, so that, that was funny to me. How much do you go to like the opposing, like for example, like what if the Penguins are in town in Ottawa? Like, do you try your best to go to that media scrum up Crosby? Stage, I, I, um, you can, uh, but I don't really have the connections yet, and I am covering the Sens. So, um, like for example, Ian Mendez, um, who co- uh, covers the team for the Athletic, but has a much more broader kind of role. Yeah. He writes generally about the NHL, so he wrote about John Cooper, the the tampa bay lightning head coach and he had like a sit down with him and i saw them like go up to each other and everything so i think in time that's something i'd love to do uh but it takes a long time uh, yeah yeah it, even in scrums uh if we want to talk about that there's kind of the same people with maybe the seniority we shall say have the right to the first couple questions and then it goes to everyone else um, so that's one thing I don't love, but is kind of the way it works in hockey. Um, but it, you know, I think times are changing and, uh, everything, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it works. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk to a Connor Bedard or Connor McDavid, um, just even for a couple of questions. I know a guy in Edmonton who asks, uh, who works for the hockey news, who's great and covers McDavid day in and day out. So, um, Yeah. All right, let's get into some sports talk here. Uh, let's just start off with the biggest recent news. Shohei Otani watch is over. Um, how much did you buy the fact that he was going to be a J? And how much, like, is this like one of the fascinating sports things we have seen in a while? And how good is it for baseball in that sense, too, that was being talked about? Especially yeah. in Canada. Yeah, I was, I thought, I thought it was done. I thought he was going to become a Toronto Blue Jays. I was reading the stuff. It wasn't just all Twitter, but um, yeah, uh, I think what was more interesting was what it said about journalism from John Paul Morosi with the, the tweet that he took back, Yeah, um, which as a journalist, I can tell how like he obviously screwed up, but it is a hard thing to do, especially uh, to, to do the job and to get information accurately. Um at the same time, I'm sure you guys know that there's been a lot of U.S. media saying that uh, this is good for baseball, which I really disagree with. Yeah, um, same. I also see this a lot in hockey with how, in my opinion, how inward the sport is and how it's all white, not very good for accepting a lot of people of other, um, from, you know, women, uh, not very good on diversity, on LGBTQ plus issues, like a pride tape. So, um yeah, I don't really think that going to the biggest market uh, really grows the sport compared to going to the Blue Jays. I don't really see um, when you gain a fan base of Canada versus LA that is inundated with stars. It doesn't really seem like it will change dramatically the Dodgers yeah, fan base yeah. outside of Japan, but it was going to be the Japan Japanese fan base was going to go wherever Watani went. So I don't, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, very, very interesting, the whole debacle uh, for Jays fans, and they haven't done really anything since, so it, it does suck, because it would have been really exciting. Now, it might not have been the best baseball decision long-term, 
but it would have been awesome to to see the best player in the world. Yeah, like I don't know because I was still skeptical. I don't know if this is just the Vancouver sports side of me, just because uh, uh, I was still like, okay, I saw the tweet. I kind of go, okay, I kind of got my hopes up, but I'm like, okay, I, I'm not believing this until I see him, either him announcing it or the Blue Jays announcing it or whatever the case may be. I was just like. I don't know if it was because the whole Kawhi Leonard situation when he, he was supposed to be a Laker and then ends up being a Clipper instead of or a Raptor type of thing. So I was like in my head, I'm like, I'm not trusting this as much, but I won't, I'll, I will be lying if I said I didn't get my hopes didn't get up or slightly dashed because of that. As for like the, the good for baseball thing. Yeah. I don't think it's good for baseball about the whole, how it ended up, but I, I think the entertaining factor of at least it was entertaining to watch mm-hmm. in Canada because you know, this could have easily been the LA Dodgers versus the New York Yankees and like Canada had no involvement in it. Exactly. So the fact that we were even involved, because I, I still had my, I thought I didn't think we were even going to be a finalist. So the fact that we were a finalist now, only Shohei knows how true that finalist thing is, right? Because he could have just mm-hmm. used this as a whole media ploy, yeah. which is all those conspiracies coming out right now. But in that fact, I'm like, okay, Twitter was still fun to be on, like seeing yourself tweet and all the other, like the Gate 14 podcast guys tweet and all that i'm just like okay that part was good because it brought it some attention ish but then it mm-hmm. obviously went down the hill when like john Heyman saying like oh this is so good for baseball that he's no he's a dodger that part no because especially now that the whole deferral money thing and now they might get yamamoto they just added glass now and so, all that yeah. i think for me that toronto tweet when he's going on a flight to toronto really got to me i was like bro why are you coming to toronto the stadium's getting renovated so like you're gonna sign so then that one i was like okay yo he's a j like how I kind of like how you felt that's it. What I thought. Yeah. I and thought the, other, the other thing was I was like, honestly, Jay's like because I was just saying as a baseball perspective, like there's no real good hitter that's gonna really improve you like Watani. So I was like, just go after him. And then the fact that they were a finalist, and I'm like, I'm getting my hopes up and everything, and I'm I'm just visioning the lineup. Like, is he hitting cleanup? Is he gonna hit second? Is he hitting yeah. lead off? And then obviously it just fell apart there. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be like Cody Bellinger and JD Martinez, which is not bad. Still, like it's still gonna help. They they do need hitters. That 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 Varsho trade was just a mess. But uh, that's that's another story. But uh, yeah, yeah. we'll cover it next time we bring you on or whatever the case may be. But uh, you are also. We'll talk about Maniad in a second because I think that's just the three of us pain talk. But the (laughs) Ottawa Senators. if you want our opinion, this is, I guess we'll get bring analyst Alex in for a second. Sure. Uh, I thought they were they were one of my jump teams. I thought it would have been Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit. Now it ended up being Detroit, and then the other two kind of faded off. Um, and then a lot of the offseason or not the uh, out of ice stuff with the whole Shane Pinto situation. You had the um, the pick. the pick being taken away, whether people agreed with it or not. So you being with the team, um, how surprised are you that they have been underwhelming? And uh, and those situations factor, and will DJ Smith get fired eventually? Uh, I don't think he will be fired soon. Um, I th- I think most of us thought after they've had a, a bunch of moments this year where it felt as though the inevitable was that DJ Smith would be relieved of his duties. It did not happen, and I think at this point, until there's a new GM uh, in place, they probably won't fire DJ Smith. Um, now you never know, they could keep losing and losing and maybe things change, which they have been doing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think their record shows how good a team they should be, but they've also been so dysfunctional in their own end. They've had really, they've had stretches of okay goaltending, 
to good goaltending. But for example, last night they Anton Forsberg probably wants at least two goals back, and they're at really bad points in the game. Um, so the team's a mess in their own end. Uh, they can score a little bit. They're probably out scoring what they should be scoring. Uh, the metrics would say that. Um, so they're not great at creating chances. Um, they're terrible in their own end. Um, they don't have a lot of really good defensive forwards on their team, truthfully. Um, and they've had injuries, but you know what? Like most of their best players have been playing. Um, you, they always talk about their injuries. So I, I feel I feel really bad for the fans because they've been waiting for so long to be good. This finally felt like the year with finally a new owner after Eugene Melnick. Um, and he kept talking about best in class. I don't know if I had to say that's the case so far this season. And they have had some curveballs. Obviously, Pinto and Dorian are huge things um, to happen. But that isn't that. I mean, Pinto is relevant to the team on the ice. But um, at the same time, they were in such a cap situation that, in a weird way, him being um, being uh, uh, suspended for so long for for gambling related, I guess, um, acts uh, leaves them the ability to actually sign him to a contract that they could fit underneath the cap, even though it's only for presumably 41 games. So uh, overall, yeah, this team is not heading in the right direction. They're probably another three game losing streak away from being really out of any playoff contention again in December. So um, it feels like, as you guys mentioned, the Canucks and senators have had a lot of parallels, but you guys have finally been able to break through. And, and obviously, Quinn Hughes has been amazing. Elias Pettersson, JT Miller, like those guys might be a step ahead of all the, the defensemen or players, especially Quinn Hughes. I don't think the Sens have anyone close to Quinn Hughes. And you have a franchise goalie, Thatcher Demko, which this team does not have. They don't have um, – Corpus has been okay. Forsberg has been really bad in spurts. When he plays well, he's great. When he plays bad, he's the worst goalie in the league. So it's just been a, a tire fire. And, um, yeah, it, it's tough being a hockey fan here in Ottawa. For, for a second, I was like, did you understand the question? Because, like, when you think all that stuff about the Sands, I was like, this is not the Canucks from last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like in shock. I'm like, how similar they actually are. And also, if you need defensive forward, we'll trade you Teddy Bluger for like Tim Stutzla. I won't mind that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I was in Latvia or when I was in Jakarta, I was with all the Latvians and they were just always talking about Teddy Bluger um, because he's the Latvian hero and won, the, won a cup, I think, last year with Vegas. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, you you guys gave us a Travis Hamnick and um, <laughs> that, uh, yeah. The anyways, he's we'll a good keep, guy. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. Okay, we'll we'll keep the pain less here because I know you got to deal with them soon enough, anyways. But let's talk about pain. The three of us, Manchester United. Um, your reaction overall? We're we're fans as well, huge fans. We, we at the time of this recording. They were they're in Anfield tomorrow against Liverpool. We're not preparing for that well. Yeah, your overall reactions and um, are you ten Hag out? It's also a seven zero reload. Yeah, I don't know. They they were so like surprising last year. Obviously, the first two games did not go well, but then it felt like they were out. I always think about it, and when I mean, you can make the um, apply it to the Senators, but are you outperforming your talent? Are you performing at 
the talent that you have or are you underperforming, right? And with the with United last year, it felt like they outperformed probably their talent by making it into the Champions League. This year, I would say they're probably slightly underperformed, but I don't know. They've had a lot of injuries. I don't understand why they play Maguire. Um, he's been so bad. Uh, well, okay. Oh, okay. This year, I kind of have to disagree with that <laughs> for once. I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm out on him. Uh, McTominay, I'll agree with you, but I, I'm a, I, I, He scores. I don't know. He, <laughs> but that's it. Like, if he doesn't score, it, yeah. the positioning. The um, issue is he's a center midfielder trying to play striker, but he's yes. not getting goals, so he's a striker, and the center, the whole midfield is open. The Maguire one, I'll tell you, I was like probably the biggest guy on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I've turned the, the way he's been performing this year. I've I've kind of you know turned back on him. Like you know, give flowers where I need to give. And honestly, when like Maguire got injured against Bayern, I was like, damn, that's a big <laughs> loss. And I never thought I would say that. <laughs> yeah, I just I, maybe it's more that he's partnered with someone that isn't fast. So I always, yeah, you just get beat in behind. So it's not necessarily oh he's not reading the play or making mistakes per se. It's more just him and Lindelof just are just too slow. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, Mar- Martinez was really good when he played, I thought. Like, obviously, hiccups. But, yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm just surprised at how poorly they're defending. And maybe that's because McTominay just tries to score goals rather than uh, stop goals. But, um, yeah, and Rashford's lost it this year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Sancho's out of the picture. Um so I've really liked Hoyland. I don't know what you guys think, but I've really liked his play. Garnacho's have been really good, all things considered. But like those shouldn't be who you're relying on. So um, especially at their ages. So uh, it's been tough. Anthony is just whatever. Random. Yeah. Yeah, he has be- amazing skills, but not great product. It- it's I don't know if I'm ten hag out because he I did really like his job last year. Um, and a lot of bad things have kind of happened to the team. But um, if they finish like 11th, it will be a really interesting decision to see what, what happens. Yeah. yeah, I'm not Ten Hag out for this reason. I'm not saying he's not, he has criticism. Like you said, the lineup changes or in-game tactic, tactics haven't been the greatest this year compared to last year. The reason why I'm not out is who are you going to bring in? The rumors are Graham Potter, great. They did not respect Jose Mourinho, the players. They did not respect Louis Van Gaal, who were top-tier coaches once upon a time. Well, Jose Mourinho still is. So what's the, what's the difference between getting Graham Potter, Julian Nagelsmann? Heck, even if you bring Zidane in, I, I don't think stuff will happen. It just, I think we've just been through so many coaches. We just got to have one that, like, you know, kind of stick with. Arteta, Klopp, look at those two those guys. Those guys struggled, like, at the beginning. Yeah. Especially Klopp. Arteta had his moments where, like, you know, maybe, maybe if he was a United coach, he would have been fired. But obviously, Arsenal stuck with them. And then look at Arsenal now. Look at Liverpool. They're top, top two in the league. And then it's not like Ten Hag, like to your point, Ten Hag didn't do bad last year. Like, he won a cup. He now, he granted, I not they played well, all things considered, last year. Yeah. Their performances were good. It felt like they had structure in their game. Now, it feels like United of old. And I don't yeah. really know why that would have changed. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's just, I finally thought they'd be, like, I don't know. I never thought they were going to win the Premier League, but just in a place where they had like take another step forward, yeah. definitely taking a step back. And and also, it also sucks when like your star players are not like being your star players. For example, Rashford, yeah, biggest fall off. Bruno has been okay, but he hasn't been as consistent as last year. So like that's when you have to like start a nineteen year old Garnacho all the time. 
Hoyland, who's only 20. Doesn't get the service. Doesn't the get thing. the service at all. Because Anthony can't cross. I swear to God. I could cross <laughs> better than that. No, he cannot cross. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Garnacho has been really good. Uh, obviously, the bicycle kick aside, like, he's actually produced. I feel like every time United score, it tends to be him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Rashford's went was amazing last year and has been invisible this year. So I don't I don't know what to do. It just yeah. it's a mess. Um, it would have been interesting if the Qataris, uh, I think it was Qatar. Uh, yeah. yeah. Club. Um, it probably would have been better for the club. I would have felt a lot of moral. Um, it would have been interesting for me personally. Yeah. It probably would have been better for the club just to, just to buy everyone and like buy buy out your problems essentially (laughs) and uh, that's not happening uh we can't do a manchester city so yeah uh, the thing is um we don't even know what our ownership is situation has been like more than a year i know i mean he's not even in yet so yeah. I mean, the good news with this year, to just to uh, end it off here, well, the officiating aside, that's a whole different fiasco in the Premier League in general. But the good news is other teams are kind of struggling that we're like kind of six points out of um, fourth. fourth. And then now, as much as I wanted to go through the Champions League and even play Europa League, kind of a blessing in disguise that we have less games now and you only have the FA Cup at the most to worry about uh, mm-hmm. outside of the Premier League. So hopefully that helps with the injuries and... And more tactics and have time for that tactics type of thing. It but. should help with injuries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the one thing is always Europa League. You win it, you make it to the Champions League. Yeah. That's, that's the only that's thing. The one thing. Not because I love watching Europa League. It's <laughs> more, uh, We're not even in that now either. So I it know. Has to be that's, that's, yeah. That's the it has bad to be thing, But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, how much do you want to talk about your Raiders? Well, we could pass by if you want. No, you can pass. I, 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 it's, it's a, every season feels the same. I, yeah, they, go, they they get to like two and two, and then they flop. So okay, no well, well, sure, we'll pass by the Raiders. So we'll talk about the last thing before we do a last activity and close it out here. Um, Olympic hockey. I'm not sure how much you've if you've watched our thing with Greg Wyshynski. I um, did a little bit. Yeah. Um, your take on Canada versus USA, uh, hockey wise. We'll talk Canada basketball when we bring you closer to the line, because that's that's your field of expertise anyways. Mm-hmm. But as a fan of Canada hockey, um, how confident are you because of the goaltending situation? <laughs> and if you were a betting man, would you pick Canada to win or USA to win? Bias aside. What I bet? Ooh. Uh, when is this like today? If these teams played each other today or at the next Olympics, let's go. Yeah, let's just go with today for now, and then okay. hopefully a goalie develops. I, I checked Carter Hart's numbers, and he's really good this year. But for, it's it's really it's really slim pickings in net. I think if the net if the goaltending situation like at the end of the day, you only need one good goalie. Yeah, um, Carter Hart did play well at the World Juniors. Uh, I don't want to think about that team too often, but um, yeah, I think on paper, the States is probably better. Um, You look at their decor, it's pretty phenomenal. Not that Canada has a bad decor, but uh, that decor is crazy. The forward groups are probably pretty even. Um, I think you obviously have the best forward in the league in Connor McDavid. Um, Connor Bedard will probably be close to that in the next two, three years. So, um, 
like let's say what are we we're 2020 almost 2024 like in 2026 you'll have a prime david and a prime ish connor uh connor bedard there's too many connors uh the nhl uh so um i would say overall i would probably bet the states but like just imagine nathan mckinnon and connor mcdavid skating down at you like i like those guys are so fast so dynamic in my opinion those might be the two best players in the world um so yeah uh i would say the states because of their goaltending um and and maybe slightly better defense but if canada got good goaltending from a guy like carter hart who's been good then it's probably the Canada. defense isn't that far off. Like I first thought, oh my god, US's defense is insane, which it is. But then when I want to look at the defensive pairings. pairings of Canada. It ain't that bad either. No. Like we have McCard, Taze, Petrangelo, Shea Theodore's in that mix, right? So you have, and I forgot who the last two were in the top of my head. Uh, Aaron Eckblad, Canadian? No. Yeah. 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 So Aaron Eckblad. Um, yeah. And then there's like a few others like, on the top of my head. I, I can't. That's Josh Morrissey. He's sick. Yeah. I watch Josh a lot of Jets, so I am Yeah, so it's not even that far off there. It's just... No, no. I know yeah. so you have, I mean, in my opinion, as good as Quinn Hughes has been or um, Adam Fox, like, Kale McCarr is just, like, the best defenseman in the league. And he could yeah. be, he could be like Nicholas Lindstrom and just win every year if he was healthy, the, the Norse Trophy. So... Um, he was this year, I, though. He was one. That's all I want. He will probably win it this year with the way he's yeah. playing. But what I mean, my yeah, I know, I know. That, um, the thing that Canada has is probably the best players at, yeah, uh, like in the four group and, um, and maybe the best defenseman. Uh, this yeah. isn't basketball, but where that really, really matters. But um, it, it does. It is nice to have Connor McDavid. So yeah. I, I I would agree with that, and then I would say like US is just more well rounded. Like yes, so like that's the difference there. So it, it just depends on like you just gotta do a game, and that's how you're gonna find out. Because Greg says he's Canada shouldn't be the underdogs. Shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like he's like they're not the underdogs still. Yeah, yeah. and for me, like I think the loss of Bergeron will hurt. Yeah, because I don't like that's like the best defensive forward in hockey for a long time. That I'm like, okay, do we have anyone like that? And not is no, that? no, and no. like Bergeron and Marshawn are not going to be together as well. Yeah, because that would be the pairing for like whoever you throw in there, third forward. Yeah, no, it it would be interesting. Yeah, it would be it would be a really fun. Like I'm I'm excited that they'll bring it back. Now they should bring it back at the Olympics. Batman's already coin toying, sorry, with what's happening in, in Italy uh, in terms of the arena. So let's hope yeah. that we finally get an Olympics because it's been way, way too long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least we'll have that mini series thing that Greg reported yeah. on. So to start off with, at least it's there. Yeah. But all right, last activity before we close everything out here. Um, you're going to build your hockey player now. So you'll be the first guy on our podcast to ever do this. So okay. we don't know what the bearings are going to be. So you'll be the guy that's kind of setting the boundary here. You're starting the okay. one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you know, well, I'll just go one by one and start no. listing everything mm-hmm. off. But so start off body slash height. Body slash height. Oh, Ooh, that's interesting. Um, body slash height. 
in a way, I want to say Zdeno Chara, but yeah, same. Yeah. I, would, I think that's the answer. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with that. The more I think about it, the more it makes sense. So yeah. Zdeno Chara, skating, uh, McDavid. Yeah, um, stick handling. Oh, can I go back? Because uh, I can't say McDavid again, right? No. Uh, stick handling, stick handling. But you could switch it, like, if you want to get a new skater. Who's, and... who's a really good stick? Like, uh, Patty Kane. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was thinking that too. Shot. I think that's easy. Apart from this year, yeah. <laughs> uh, shot. I'm just, there's, there's, I think you have to go Ovechkin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, playmaking. Crosby. Yeah. Um, just defense, overall defense. Whoa, Nicholas Lidstrom. Yeah. Um, fighting. <laughs> fighting. Uh, Ryan Reeves, just <laughs> for the lull. Uh, hitting. Body checking. Hitting. Body checking. Chris Neal. He was a thunder. Yeah, I remember. And never got suspended, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a bit older, but uh, yeah. Uh, IQ. Anze Kopitar. Okay. Right. And oh, then we're gonna. Oh, I should say. Or... I'll say Bergeron. I'll say Bergeron. Okay. Okay. Bergeron. Here's the last one. This we're gonna. One, yeah. This is a funny one to add, just to make so, him Otani like goalie. Okay. Pick a goalie just to so round off the. It's gonna be a one-man team basically. Best goal in the league. I would have said Vasilevsky normally, but he's been he's been. I'll go prime Patrick Croix. That's my, that's where I'm going. Okay. Right. So to, to round it off, so you had Zdeno Charles build with McDavid skating, Patty Kane stick handling, Ovechkin shot with Crosby's playmaking, um, the defensive overall defense of Nicholas Lidstrom, Ryan Reeves fighting with Chris Neal's body checks, uh, IQ of Bergeron. Bergeron, and then to round it off, he's like Otani here. You got Patrick Croix's sure. goalie. Who's <laughs> now six nine. So he covers the whole net. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's what I got, wanted. Essentially, you could have picked McDavid for almost all of this. Like I, I knew yes. you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, you um, definitely have. All right, Alex. Uh, last thing before we officially close it out here. Uh, you kind of mentioned it earlier on, but like advice for guys like us or any other aspiring podcasters, creators, members of that want to be writers or in the media. Um, yeah, I, I think I kind of talked about, but I'll, I'll go back. I, I think again. Um, always reach out to people, um, to, to journalists, especially a lot of them will be a helping hand if either, if you want them on a show or if you just want to, um, to take some advice, uh, and, and be very mindful that you're taking their time, uh, you know, especially if you're not paying them, which is normally how it works. So don't be very like pushy, just be like, I really understand. I really appreciate it. I know how busy you are. Um, send a bunch of emails. Um, but then if, if you're talking about just kind of um, whatever you do, writing, podcasting, whatever the case may be, put yourself 100% into it um, as much as you can. Make sure you like it. Make sure you're doing it for the reasons you want to, not necessarily why other people want you to do it or what you think people will like. Do it because you like it. Um, because you know what, you'll probably do better work if you're enjoying what you're doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and just know that it's, it's very fickle and, uh, I wouldn't say like expect to get a job or anything like that. Um, kind of make, make your opportunities, take anything that you can get, 
that makes sense and um, just do it as you guys said um, just put yourself out there as much as you can and you're gonna get rejected or you're gonna hear nothing but uh, if you don't do it you'll never know so yeah. that's kind of my my advice to, to to people trying to get into this industry and uh, last thing just plug your stuff where can people find you people reach out to you anything you want to promote that's coming up on behind the play etc yeah, so uh, yeah, so please follow, like, subscribe, rate, review uh, behind the play podcast. Um, yeah, I have Tara Sloan coming on. I I, I, I have Sarah Lesky coming on the, the podcast as well later next week, um, so you can check that out. Uh, so please please follow and and subscribe and everything. Um, I hope to have some other really cool people on, but uh, with the Christmas break kind of coming to ahead to us it's obviously uh, not the perfect time for podcasting uh, then for uh, obviously the hockey news uh, covering the sends day in and day out um, so f- see my stuff I'm going to try to do a bit more features with players um, coming up and uh, still doing a bit of analysis and if you ever have any sense questions always dm me um, or any kind of questions always feel free to to reach out um yeah for for weekend ball and for for raptors republic nothing really on the front burner right now but uh we'll, we'll see in the future i think i have some some cool things planned um but yeah just follow me on twitter alex adams btp uh acronym for behind the play and uh yeah thanks so much guys for having me on yeah i no, appreciate it um everything will be linked down below his twitter his um instagram um the youtube channel and everything the hockey news link so yeah no make sure you guys check all out alex's work alex once again we appreciate you taking the time for coming on this was a lot of fun for us um and uh for everybody else watching um make sure you guys uh, like comment and subscribe and we'll catch you guys on the next one Peace. peace